Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. It's Monday, August 31st. On this day in 1897, fun fact for you, Thomas Edison patented the kinetoscope, the first movie projector. Ooh. Yeah, 123 years ago. Wasn't ready for that. Uh, coming at me with the facts. Yeah. Right, it was, right uh, off the tip. It was a uh, a box about the size of a tower PC, and you would just look through a hole in the top, and there are all these like pulleys, basically. If you can imagine a series of pulley system inside. I can. And it's just a strip of pictures that would move by with a light underneath. And as the pictures go by, then you get the whole perception of with the shutter and all that kind of stuff, right? That you you, you see a moving photo. That was your first, quote, movie, right? Man, am I glad he did that. Yeah, 123 years later, now you have every movie ever made in your pocket at a moment's notice. I was going to say, now you can watch 4K resolution movies on your phone as you're taking the train to work if you live in an area where that's a thing. What do you think? So Thomas Edison is famous for inventing like 47 gajillion things. Yeah, somewhere in that general vicinity. What do you think it was like in his mind to wake? Like, do you you think it was one of those, there's so many ideas that he couldn't even get them all out like on paper or, or like, what do you think from that perspective? And how do you think he viewed the rest of the world and like his common day peers people just wanted to go to like i don't know yeah i i see where you're going with it yeah i it i can't even i can't even begin to imagine i the first my my initial thought when you ask the question is that it must have been difficult to sleep because i i think of myself as a busy mind every now and then where it's like there's nights where i just can't go to sleep and i find myself thinking about some random probably useless thing from the day before or that's going to happen the next day and I can't sleep. So he probably just didn't sleep is, is really yeah. what I'm imagining. And he, you're right. He had to have had some view of the world that just had this perspective of what could be that I think because we are surrounded by maybe comparably so much abundance that we don't take the time to realize what that sheet of land over there might could be one day. Yeah. Uh, or, or whatever it is. I, I just think that it's there's probably something indicative of the time that so... So few things existed for him to potentially, you know, spend time on. Whereas we, we could spend time looking at the internet all day. In my case, probably playing video games all day. We have a lot of things to distract us. Whereas he was trying to invent the things to distract people or to yeah. help people get gain further. And it's just a different era. And quite frankly, just a unique individual. Yeah, man. This is a lot you said there that made me just kind of go off in all these different directions in my brain. One of the things I'll come back to a couple others of these, but one of them is the idea, uh, like what I started to do around my house was not carry around my phone, but carry around a notebook. Right. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't tempted to, because I'm not going anywhere, traveling anywhere. Right. Um, Where, you know, like when I used to fly somewhere, I would try to just spend that time to think and plan. Sure. Rather than constantly get distracted by stuff, I would try to create. I would cr- try to ideate, right? And write down my thoughts rather than go and consume someone else's thoughts. I like that. So, yeah, there's a little little thing you said there that reminded me of that. Coming back to Thomas Edison, the guy lived to, to 84, which is wild. He died in 1931. I don't know why, but I'm always impressed with that. Like people that don't have modern medicine, um, you know, just the, I don't know. 
I'd be curious as to what the average lifespan was kind of during that time frame. Because I that to me, 84 seems like that's well beyond it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, person. that's that might even be beyond today's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if, if it's US. not beyond it, it's very close to it. Yeah, which it is might certainly be like impressive. Eighty three for men. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, he, he guy it was insane, right? I don't like. I don't know if he's one of those people that just lived in a different era in his mind. Like I know people today that should have lived a hundred years ago in how they act and what they think about in terms of like what they value. You know what I mean? Sure, I know, that makes sense. absolutely. Like, they're anti-technology or they're just like, you know, Lance and I were talking about this the other day, you know, I, I, I couldn't fathom that one of her friends had tried to join a, apparently they do do brackets for like the bachelor Uh and it's a thing. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's what I was told. This was where the story came from. Um, and one of my coworkers was running it apparently. And so she got my wife involved and then one, my wife got one of her friends involved. Well, her friend actually emailed uh, my colleague and asked for her money back because she couldn't figure out how to submit her draft uh, or not her draft, but her bracket. And it turns out that all she had to do was email a PDF, but she was incapable of doing it. And this is a person who is a, a dentist, very well educated. And they just, they don't like technology. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to live in it. And I told my wife, I was like, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a world, to be in this world and just be so not just anti-technology, but just you refuse to use it and what your life would be like comparative to what I think of life every single day where attaching a, you know, a PDF to a document has been something that is just secondhand for 20 years It's almost like... It's almost like choosing to give up one of your senses. That's I. That is a perfect way to describe it. In fact, I'm going to bring this conversation back up with my wife later today. You know, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, use it, that. It, seriously, it's like you'd get in these weird conversations as kids. Like, would you rather lose your eye, you know, eyesight or sense of smell or touch or whatever? Oh yeah, right? my brother was the king of those. Being able to, yeah, being able to use technology to your advantage is almost like having a a sixth sense. So. I agree. Oh, man. But yeah, Thomas Edison, electric power generation, mass communication, sound recording, uh, motion picture. It's wild. Okay. Well, let's get on with it. Uh, let's talk about fu- futuristic things here. Uh, did you watch the Neuralink? Uh, I didn't. And I knew you were going to ask about it. So I'm basically probably going to ask you about it. Yeah. What was it? Give me the lowdown and uh, I'll react in real time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, basically it was... Uh, Elon trying to show off how far they've gotten so far. And he's showing kind of the current state of the options for things like this, right? Deep mm-hmm. brain stimulation, stuff like that, right? That sure. can help with different things. And then he went into a demo and then he asked for people to come work for him. He said, hey, we're looking to hire people that do this, that, and the other thing. Interesting. The demo was a series of, of pig pins. The first one was a pig that had no nothing, right? Just a control group, right? Just a pig. Hey, this is what a normal pig looks like in case you've never seen one kind of deal. (laughs) Fair enough. No brain uh, chip installed. The next one, I think her name was Gloria maybe, or, or I don't know, somebody will correct me on that, but sorry with a G I believe. And he was trying to get her, he was trying to coax her out and she wouldn't come out. So he said, okay, whatever, let's go to the third pin. Third pin was pig that had a chip, chip was removed. And so what his purpose there was to show that you could have it implanted and then remove it if you no longer wanted it. Right. Okay. 
And then he was showing too that you can open up the the uh, the top of the head, insert these little fine hair, like these the the um the the throughput, like these uh, these channels are a third the size of a human hair, and they just insert them into the brain in certain areas, right there in the top of the head, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no bleeding. He said you can do it without general anesthesia, which is what? wild. No, yeah, I guess you just have local. No, you're you, no, you're you put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Dude, you're awake while they're drilling a hole in, your, in the I, top of your dome. Nope. nope. Ain't nobody <laughs> got time for that. Imagine listening to, talk about senses, listening to and smelling that. Oh there's nope. There's absolutely no way you're going to get me to do that. I could not dissect the frog in high school. I'm not going to let you <laughs> drill into my brain while I'm awake. <laughs> it's just not happening. Russell's breaking ankles on the court, not in the lab. That's right. (laughs) 100%. So anyway, they bring bring Gloria out. Maybe that was the wrong name, but we'll call the pig Gloria. Sounds good. And so there's a TV up above and it's reading brain, you know, waves. It's it's read only. Basically, I mean, John called that on Friday. Like Like we discussed that we hoped it would be. Yeah. And so what it was showing was the fact that they could put food on the floor or, you know, in your hand or on the step or something. And anytime that the pig's snout touched food, it would, there would be this spike in, in a certain brain wave. And, it, and then they matched it to an audio sound. It was pretty funny. It kind of sounded like a video game. <laughs> you could watch the pig move around and like scoop up food. And it was like, you were, so you were, you were, it sounded like your computer thinking. Is basically yes. what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I expected it to sound like, uh, you know, dial-up, <laughs> like AOL connecting, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Um, but it was too funny because, you know, and then the pig would stand up and walk around and there's no noise. And then it would find some more food and it was like. <laughs> so so <laughs> what was like, this what? chip accomplishing? Were they just, accom- were they trying to show that one, we can implant it and two, it can. Yeah send data or read signals was that just that was that the purpose one we can do it and it won't kill the pig two we can take it out and the pig's still alive and functioning just fine Mm -hmm. and then three yeah we can read data and and map it to something okay so i don't i don't want to discredit this because it's incredible that they're doing it i just i didn't know if i was expecting more or not but i don't really know what to expect from a neural link demonstration because yeah. I've, I've never seen one <laughs> obviously yeah. before. So no, that that's incredibly impressive. Uh, do you by chance know, cause I, I actually hadn't heard much about Neuralink until I think maybe you'd probably sent some form of a, a link to me a while back. Uh, I think it was actually maybe on the Joe Rogan podcast where they discussed it. That was the first I'd ever heard of it. How long have they, how long have they been working on this? So I know, I know they had something, Last year, I want to say in the summer of last year, uh, where they were talking about maybe the the robot that they were using to install the chip or something like that. I would say like real legitimate work for probably the last 12 to 18 months. I'm sure the idea has been around longer. That's, that's crazy that's though. What it seems like. I mean, 12 to 18 yeah. months to go from no chip to chip and inserted? Yeah. That's... What else have we been doing with our lives? I mean, that's that's, that's, that's like pretty Thomas wild. level stuff, right? Like he wakes up and it's just like, boom. Okay, I'm going to put a chip. I mean, I think I head. gained one rank in Counter Strike that time frame. <laughs> yeah. So when you're at the top, you know that's right. I mean, there's not much further to go. Right. All right. Uh, 
So we talked about Thomas Edison. We talked about Neuralink. I wanted to make sure that I got your <laughs> reaction on this. I saw this on Friday and I was like, oh boy. What? So what? Amazon launched uh, or is launching, they announced Halo, which is a an ambitious uh, step into uh, personal fitness, right? Ooh, so the, the whole I concept kind of revolves around like whole health or human, uh, like mm-hmm. your health and in, in a couple of different ways, right? Uh, so it, there's a wristband that kind of looks like a Fitbit, but there's no screen on it, right? And it's going to track your temperature. It's going to track your heart rate. It's going to track, uh, you know, steps and all that kind of stuff like movement, right? Sure. Uh, and obviously you're going to read it out on an app. It also offers, okay, so it, it aptly, like correctly says, okay, you shouldn't measure your fitness based on your weight, right? You right. and I both know this. Yep. BMI, not a great way to, like weight, not a great way to do it, right? I mean, you, BMI tries to get more accurate, but even your body mass index isn't, like if you're overly muscular, yep. you could have a quote too high of a BMI. You and I, I, had, uh, I had a nine and a half percent body fat <laughs> percentage and I had a BMI that showed me as being obese. Whenever yeah, I exactly. was probably 25. Right. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if you heard my joke, but I was giving us some credit there. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I, That's unfortunate. Well, I was just saying we have that problem. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I'll quit bragging about how overly muscular we are. Well, um, I don't have that anymore, podcast. unfortunately. <laughs> <It's overly pudgy. laughs> okay. Uh, but here's, so here's the thing. So they said, upload a scan of your body into this phone. Oh, and we promise the data is only accessible to you, right? Upload so a scan of your yeah, body. They're training, so they're training the phone to have the capability, kind of do a selfie video thing, right? And you can create a scan of your body hmm. like shape, right? And okay. then so it can track your body shape over time and relate the shape to, you know, like fitness level. Right? So you would you would regularly input a new scan of your body. Is right. what, how I'm reading. Yeah, this. it yeah. would say, okay, you scanned your body. We think you're at, you know, 26% body fat, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you maybe scan once a week or once a month or something. And you scan, dude, it just creeps me out, man. And then it goes on. And I was like, okay, that's too far. That's too far, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. like for them to do the analytics on it, they've got to have access to it. I don't even know how you're convincing people that it's not. Anyway. So they said, we also offer this, this other feature that continuously scans your voice. So it's constantly, like it just says, we're constantly listening to you to determine your emotional tone. They Ooh. say, we don't listen to what you say. We listen to how you say it. Uh huh. And then we alert you when you are, when, when Amazon deems you quote out of line. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. That's no, you know what? I might have been able to get past the body thing because, you know, to each their own with how much privacy they want on the internet. Like, I know that John, with all of his millions of different plugins he has on Firefox for, for privacy reasons, probably isn't going to use this. But I, I'm certain there are a lot of people who've always wanted to get their body fat percentage checked, and they haven't had the uh, ability to go get it properly done. Like the properly way, the proper way you get it done, or at least the way I did back in, in college was there's actually like a water-based test. Like they would dip me into water and do like this hydrostatic or something test along those lines. Like it's far more accurate than the way you would ultimately do it with like calipers. And there's yeah, a lot of people like who probably don't have access to that stuff. Yeah. So that I can that. see some people maybe wanting I don't see the application for this listening to my voice and telling me if I'm out of line scenario. And, and just hopefully we just trust that we're not, we're not listening to what you say. It's just how you say it and 
how that could be used. Because I feel like from, I don't know, 10 years from now, we're going to be going through, you know, another, whatever it is, presidential campaign, or I guess it would be 12, 12 years. And there's going to be something that came out that this app tracked on some candidate somewhere. And it's just like, I don't know, it starts getting minority reporty to me with all of this type of stuff. So it's going to be a big no for me. I'm also not one to use any of the, and I don't know that I'm against them. Uh, Like my wife has an Apple watch and she loves all of the fitness tracking stuff on it. Uh, Her her father actually just had some, some issues with his heart. And so they, they've actually used the watch to kind of check to make sure he's in the right rhythm uh, for his heartbeat. There's a lot of very, very useful functions out of these devices mm-hmm. that, that I don't use and I don't have a much desire to use, but I do think that <laughs> there's a line potentially yeah. that's being drawn here. Yeah, dude, there's all kinds of cool stuff that, you know, I mean, I've seen like a, a smart ring kind of thing, just different things like that that seem awesome from a, like, I can track a, a user's like core body temp going up over a couple of days and it will know before you realize that you're sick, right? Yep. Stuff like that. That's awesome. Especially yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But dude, I mean, it makes me want to like, I, I'm cur- genuinely curious what people think about things like that. If you, sh- if you hung out regularly with somebody or you go into a meeting where there are things like that, that are constantly capturing voice. That is true. Or like, how do you, how do you find a barrier there where you either respect each other or respect like, where if you're choosing to do that for yourself, it's almost like the smoking thing, right? If I, if you want to smoke, then smoke. Go smoke by yourself without smoking in other people's face. You know, if you want to you know, feed <laughs> all of your audio, everything that you say to Bezos, <laughs> then go do that by yourself. But honestly, you know, they're probably just banking on the fact that a lot of this happens already. Um, I, yeah. I can't stress to you how many times I've been having a conversation about something that that I wouldn't normally be talking about. Like I'm learning about something much like in our conversation right now. Uh, like Neuralink. I don't ever talk about Neuralink. I don't search for it. It's just not something that I've looked into. It's why I didn't know anything about it. But my phone is currently listening to that. I guarantee it. And yeah, they will go. probably pull up some form of an article for me in my Google feed, which I use every single day. The The feed is incredibly valuable to me. And so it's like, I'm already allowing this into my life. So I'm probably being fairly hypocritical to say that I don't like what Amazon is doing here. Cause it's really just another entity doing what other entities are already doing just for a different purpose. Yeah. So maybe I just think the purpose is ridiculous. It's probably a better way to sure. do it, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's definitely something that I feel like is here to stay and not going away until we start getting, I don't know who would even What's pull any form of do, regulation like- about that, you know? Maybe yeah. the EU, and then that would influence us because I don't think we're starting that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Well, and that's that's all I'm the point I'm trying to get to. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, obviously personally, I think that the Halo thing is ridiculous. Like straight it, up, I'm not. I would at not at face that. value, it seems ridiculous to me. I'm not gonna. Well. I'm not gonna like get down into my skivvies and scan my body into some app and no. hand it over to Amazon every day, right? Nope. You know, and I go to buy Not some, doing that. you know, a new undershirt and they're like, actually, we suggest a size larger, you know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> come on. Uh, it's like no, this but, is my size, bro. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, you know, is there a point where we have to think about that for other people like this? And all this may sound totally ridiculous, but I'm just trying to have checkpoints in my mind as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if my friend 
says, I'm against having Google Home or Alexa or, or Canary or, you know, Ring or, or anything in my house, right? It, sure. It's almost like the, it's almost like the, I don't know, um, the vegan conversation or like if you have a meal with somebody, you know, do you want to respect what they have? You make what they have, you know, go, go, go by the one that's limited by whatever, right? Should I, when we start having people over to our house again, after all this madness, do, do we get to a point where it's like, I tell people, Hey, uh, I have a ring doorbell. If you come over, I have Alexa devices. I have, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm going too far into that thought. I, I yeah, I think you know maybe that is a little too far. I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Uh, but I, I feel like, I don't know, man, this sort of feels to me like the, the amount of, of people who complain about every single nuance of security on the internet. If you yeah. want to be that way about it, then don't go on the internet. Um, and so I, I feel like if there's people that are that paranoid about the things that are in our world, and let's just be frank about this, smart homes, smart devices, IoT, automation, those things are in our world and they're not yeah, going happening. away. And so yeah. if you don't like that, then you just you just don't need to leave your house. Um, is really kind of what it boils down to. And it's maybe a sad state of affairs. I just don't know that there's a way you can get to this, not a sane middle ground on, you know, how do you respect people when they come to your home? Maybe there's like an auto off switch for all IoT devices in your house that you can you can have turn everything off yeah. whenever you're having a party over. I don't know. Maybe someone yeah. needs to invent that. Elon. Maybe you, you want privacy mode. Maybe ju even just for yourself, dude. Like, yeah. so I used to have devices that would monitor my house uh, when I would leave, right? Sure. But I have since turned several of those things off because I never leave, right? Yeah. And it becomes this security balance versus exposure balance or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, we're spending too much it. time on this. I'm curious what the <laughs> listeners think. Hit us up. Let me know. Um, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm on to something. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's see here. TikTok has chosen a suitor. Looks like they're going to announce it as early as tomorrow. Expected to be for 20 to 30 bays. Okay. So I'm confused about this and let me tell you why. Okay. Um, there is a... So China... Did, I don't know if you saw this, but China released or, or I guess put into effect a new law of export some kind. Export rules, yeah, that could prevent yeah, the sale. Exactly. And so what that export rule is, is the ability for the Chinese government to veto the sale of any Chinese company's assets or, mm. or property or whatever in, in any way. Like they can just do it because it's China. They can, they can veto it with, you Dude. know, with their, you know. Un, <laughs> unlimited power that they have over everything in their country. And so this was viewed as a way for leverage to be gained over, I'm assuming the Trump administration yeah. uh, in this particular instance. And, and then there was another article that came out that said TikTok owner to strictly obey China's tech takeover law. So I find this interesting because these, all these different pieces came out in the last day or two, you know, in the same kind of time frame that we're hearing that TikTok has immediately found an owner. So it's either are is this they found someone who's going to buy it and now it just has to go through the approvals or has this already been approved? Like I'm wondering where this stands if they're already stating numbers could be announced as soon as tomorrow. And the only thing that I'm thinking in my mind is 
they're selling it to a non-US based company. Yeah, it could be. That's I feel like that's the only the way I this saw. gets done so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it looks like they're selling off. So TikTok has chosen a bidder for its US, New Zealand, and Australian businesses. They're announcing tomorrow at mm-hmm. the earliest. But the the other interesting thing about this too, man, I didn't realize this, but inside China, there's a different version of this that's called something totally different. Yeah, I think it was the original. Um, yeah, it's just with a D or something like that. But yeah, TikTok before before itself, TikTok became became a thing. Yeah, I did not realize that. I didn't realize that TikTok is developed by a Chinese company and isn't even used in China. It's only being used outside of China. Right. Is what I understand. Yeah, that's the way I understand it as well. Which, which honestly, I usually, usually I assume that's the case because, like, like most things that I see that are software that either goes from here to China or from China to here, it is a different version uh, more often than not. And sometimes it's not named completely different. Like in this one, it's it's holistically and completely different. But there's always a dramatically altered version of whatever it is that you're using inside of. inside of China, which is why some services just straight up don't exist there, like Google, for instance. Yeah. And so that it, it's not surprising for me to hear that, but I also think I had, when I had first sort of heard about TikTok and who its owners were, I think I heard about a little bit of the history and the history told the story uh, of that there was a completely different version over there. And I'm sure that that version <laughs> is far more, um, I guess, collective meaning i guess like d- data mining is that a word term sure. than than even what tiktok already is and and i think has wow. been criticized for being in the us just because of the nature of you know how china works yeah so china so there's all these like political man- maneuvers between countries or between countries around the world right yep uh and it just blows my mind because you think like the 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 global positioning the chess games the chess matches now i am not saying that this is going to turn into a third world war right but the 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 things that happen through stuff like this feel a lot like a Cold War kind of a deal. Absolutely. And it's so funny to look back, right? I, I don't funny is not really the right word, but it's weird to look back and the second great war, right? The second world war was uh, you know, one with the fall of Nazi Germany, right? And everything it stood for it was the beginning of the nuclear age. Yep. And things like this that we're in today are fought over a basically a social media dance app. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, like, what, so where it's, are we? What is this? First of what all, simulation stage. Are we? Twenty twenty right is chalked, bro. So just <laughs> don't don't think too hard about anything that goes on in twenty twenty. But I did have it wasn't the same conversation because it was less funny than than the way you just articulated it. But someone was telling me they're like. TikTok is dumb. Why do people care about it so much? And I said, people don't care about TikTok. And it's true. Um, but TikTok has, from what I can tell, obviously I'm not involved with TikTok, but extremely advanced algorithms and sort of AI ML workloads that that allow it to have such an efficient stream. So the videos are the way they would just, dis- and I have not used it. Have you used TikTok? Have you used it? No, but I've seen the video. Like the videos are everywhere, man. Yeah, but there's like, so apparently there's a timeline of various videos that go in, and that the way it's curated, the curation oh, okay. of content on that timeline is apparently so incredibly well done that that is what made the that is what has made the platform 
yeah. explode because you can't, you just get addicted to watching all these different amazing funny videos, whatever they are. So that's heard, the technology oh, that people are talking about and wanting is is yeah. is that aspect that is behind the curation. That's, that's the right. thing here that that everyone's wanting, and I don't think people realize that they kind of look at the face value and like TikTok's just sort of a silly platform for people to make funny videos, and and that is true. However, it's the it's the technology behind the platform uh, that that everyone is after, and quite yeah. frankly, after is relative because I feel like you know from the administration's our administration's perspective, they probably just don't want China to have it, and you know from the various people who are looking to buy it perspective, they're like, well, I actually have something to gain from this. I don't I don't compete in this space. Creating that type of technology is very, very difficult, which is why so few have been able to do it as successful as yeah. Facebook or Google or now TikTok have been able to do. That's the big thing here is that yeah. underlying tech behind it. Well, I think you you hit the nail on the head, man. It's the attention economy. It's the discoverability. Right? Yep. And when you look at how um, your audience grows, uh, for like Twitter or LinkedIn or YouTube or whatever, right on down the way. Mm -hmm. Um, there were, there were people that I grew to know, uh, through the YouTube stuff that I was doing that I watched move over to, right. We would talk about it on different forums, right? Sure. Like this is unbelievable. The exposure that I can get and the the um, the attention, right? The the, the followership I can gain, yeah. The engagement, thank you. That's the word I'm mm-hmm. searching for. In, in a matter of days, versus what I've been grinding to do for months or years on YouTube, right? Overnight, yep. like somebody went from you know having maybe ten thousand subscribers on YouTube to having five hundred thousand subscribers on on uh, TikTok. That's, I mean, the level of exposure is just that's it's insane. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that that's just a I mean, look, if you if take and if you look at the the, the demographics of the people who, who you're capturing, the most sought after demographic that most businesses, quite frankly, it doesn't usually matter what that business is. If it relates to the consumer space and not necessarily the enterprise space is 17 to 35. Those are the people in that range that you usually want to capture because one, they're the people who are going to latch onto something and be customers uh, or users for a very long time. And in that general range, they're going to either develop or already have disposable income to be able to use against it. So you both get the the new users as well as sort of your whales to fund the existing development of whatever your business is. And having that curation to get the engagement like that is huge for being able to attract that. And so we see traditional businesses, and I'm, I'm going to use a sport as the metaphor, I guess, but uh, like Major League Baseball, the majority of their viewer base and fanship actually comes from people well above 50. The NFL is actually the same. So that actually really? puts a lot of things at risk. Yeah, the NFL is just bigger. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but there's the the vast majority of the fan base is, is a little bit older. Uh, and, and while there's nothing wrong with that, as far as like when you're managing your business, you definitely want people in for the longer haul. And in that particular case, younger tends to be better. And so baseball still makes a pretty significant amount of money because its viewers are pretty affluent just in general, because they're older, they've had, they've had time to accrue assets and funds, et cetera. But there is a concern for the long-term viability of the sport because it is failing to attract younger viewers. Yeah. And and so that is something that, you know, if you had the ability 
to gain more and more exposure by who knows what it is. The NBA struggles to make money at times based off their day-to-day game ratings because their ratings aren't that great. Most young viewers watch them in highlights. How do you make money off of highlights? Well, what if you could make highlights and have this algorithm that got you all that exposure with that group? Now, all of a sudden, you have something to work with. And that's the type of stuff that I think people are missing is engagement levels and demographic and how do we align the two with whatever it is we're selling. Dude, that was a great analysis. Thank you. And it's a great segue too to the fact that this weekend, what was it? 700 billion people watching esports live. Uh, I think it was actually about 720 trillion uh, actually that were, were, yeah, that were watching esports (laughs) this weekend. So that was every one of you. Uh, and then all of your not yet born your children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was it was pretty absurd. So I will tell you, I've we've seen bigger weekends, but this weekend, with the I exception of one for esports, like, you what? are esports. Oh, right? dude, <laughs> we we esports. <laughs> we we have seen bigger <laughs> weekends. That's right. One of these orgs needs to hire me one day. I swear I can I can be of value. The uh, the weekend numbers were great. We had one major thing going, which was the the Call of Duty Championship, which admittedly is actually it is a smaller uh, a smaller sport. And I think actually, whenever you saw, I think I sent that tweet out, and you maybe saw my tweet. That was on Saturday. Sunday so was the it, championship. Tell them the real day. number. It was what seven hundred thousand people. Seven hundred thousand concurrent viewers at that particular time, and that was on Saturday. Yeah, we for, had for th- like the top, you know, it was for Ca- Call of Duty, um, World Championship, League of Legends, Legends. playoffs. Yep. Uh, let's see, there was ESL one from Counter Strike, and then there was there was one other event going on. Uh, I think it was the Rocket League RLCSX that was going on. And between those four, they had those viewerships. And like I said, that was on Saturday. I didn't see the collective numbers, but on Sunday was Championship Sunday meaning they were wrapping up the finals of all of those events, except for the North American Counter-Strike, which did wrap up on Saturday. And I can tell you that Call of Duty alone, which by the way, is a is the smallest of all those esports, had 331,000 concurrent people watching the Dallas Empire absolutely destroy the Atlanta phase and take home 1.5 million in prize money. Just a little... Just a little Insane yeah, tip there. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, they crushed them five one in the uh, in the grand finals uh, of the inaugural Call of Duty League. But and then so I saw. Where, well, let me let me yeah let me go ahead back to to your analysis in the previous thing real quick because I think there's something interesting there when you talk about baseball and younger view, viewers who care at all about it. If they're not diehard baseball fans, they probably yep. just watch the highlights and that's it. Is is there an aspect of esports where it is all highlights, the experience? You know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah. Is it all big hits? Is it all big? Like the way that they design them, the matches are short, the uh, the impact is big, the uh, you know the flashiness. You know what I mean? Like if you compare, I, that I to do know what you mean. Uh, uh, I can on a mound for thirty seconds before he throws a baseball. Yeah. So it, it's funny because all these different games and you're, you know, you're a gamer, you've played various games. They, they, they all play a little different. So call of duty is very fast and it, a best of five series in call of duty takes about an hour. If you did a best of five series in counter-strike, it would take six hours. I mean, it's okay. just a, there's a very different, there's a very different approach to each individual game. So they all have different pacing. But what I will tell you is, is there's a significant amount of variety and there's a lot for uh, 
a lot for different types of viewers to be able to get out of various esports. And on top of that, esports are sort of born out of the internet. So they're born off of getting most really successful esports organizations actually. If you, want. Hmm? you can call them cloud native if you want. <laughs> yes, cloud native. That's right. Uh, in most of the organizations that make money in this sport, they don't actually make it off of revenue from the esport itself or the winnings or anything like that. Most of them that are making real big money are lifestyle brands. So like FaZe Clan, 100 Thieves, um, Optic Gaming. These these are they've transcended the games that they play in mm-hmm. whereas those almost become they marketing events brand. for their brand. Yeah. And people want to wear their logo and they go buy their stuff. I I I have tons of Dallas Empire stuff all over my house. And so it's like they they're using these events not necessarily to make money, although there there is an effort to go into making the franchising type of model to be functional from a financial perspective for the organizations, but it's a different type of model. So when you mentioned the highlights, there absolutely is a business venture for them wherever they're uploading, you know, phase has their top highlights from CDL 2020. And that on their YouTube channel will go and get 5 million views. So that type of thing will generate the same type of YouTube money that anyone else who gets 5 million views on it does. And so they absolutely have a way to sort of monetize the the esports even if you are not engaged during it live but to leverage the highlights in sort of a montage like fashion which is really something that got competitive gaming into the limelight was seeing people do these just really cool things almost like dude perfect is like the real life version of a gaming montage they go do this stuff that seems (laughs) silly and not real and you shouldn't be able to pull it off but you do because you try a million times no one wants to try something a million times but they love to see someone else's work from doing that sure and so that's what that's what sort of drives these organizations is you know they want the big plays they want the big names a lot of organizations sign players with really really large social media presence so they can they can build the brand outward and and that's kind of the business model at this moment yeah. it's changing but that's it's what it is today yeah. and mean, having you, big you viewer that. like this is good yeah you i mean you you'll see that a little bit in sports these days too right you mm-hmm. you'll see uh people that have uh flashy um uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Other I, than I, I think I can help big, you um, because I know of an example. That, that, well, that's so. There's certainly that, but I think that there's an element of when we think of people who make money off of basketball. Who do we think about? We think of the NBA, but you also have this following of people who love to watch the professor. Or T yeah. Jazz, dude, is he okay? I saw he messed up his ankle or something. Yeah, he, he uh, tore his Achilles. Um, so it's gonna, gonna be a it's gonna be a rough be road back. back for him. He's probably gonna have to take a year off, man. Um, okay. At least that's usually what an Achilles looks like. Yeah, I so, thought he. I thought I saw a video saying I may never play again. Which it's I just like oh. uh, he did have a big announcement. I didn't see the whole video. Um, yeah, but it, it's certainly possible, I which would be devastating. Yeah, it would be devastating. I added that to my YouTube watch later that I will never get to because it's like six because it's because it's now. there's so many of them. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. But like, there's a way that they're making video. You know, they're making videos and making money off the YouTube channel. And I still, you know, the NBA has a little bit of this. But the reality is, is that most of the 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 rights to media, the things that people go make money off of, actually goes to the affiliates. So. The highlights go to ESPN, and ESPN makes money off of the highlights, not mm. the NBA. 
And, and so one thing that's going on right now with the NFL, with people not having to have access or not, no reporters can have access to the different teams uh, because of COVID is all of the media rights you're seeing go out about uh, all the news coming out of the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys is controlled by the Dallas Cowboys. And you have to go to DallasCowboys.com to be able to get that that latest news other than the snippets of information that these reporters are getting out of a, a zoom session. And I don't know if this is necessarily good because you don't necessarily get the same unbiased level of reporting that you would get from some of these people who cover sports in their various metroplexes. But that is something that the sports teams are very excited about because they're trying to drive engagement digitally through their own you know, websites and, and media outlets that they've driven that they, they quite frankly paled in comparison to their affiliates with ESPN and Fox sports and all those others right now. So you're seeing a shift where they're trying to take advantage of this time yeah. to kind of push for that. Cause they've never had the opportunity. Yeah. Dang. That reminds me too. We'll get back. I promise we'll get back to tech news here, but I'm a huge college football fan and I feel, I feel a little bad for this dude. Now the guy smoked us. So, um, uh, what was his name? Jamar chase. Star yep. wide receiver for LSU, uh, just absolutely destroyed us in the uh, the uh, the playoffs last year, and he decided to opt out for this this current football season, college football, and, and um, apply for the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Sure. And news broke so fast when you talk about the you know the attention economy and getting clicks and getting paid for all this kind of stuff. I mean, the dude had to tweet out. I think earlier today, he was like, I wish I could have told y'all myself first. You know, I feel bad for him about it, but only right. just a slight bit. <laughs> I wish him well, the best. So, Amazing so athlete, but he destroyed he, our team. He, he won it. So I, I kind of hate him, but I feel bad for him on no, a I wouldn't level. use the word hate. I wouldn't use the word hate. <laughs> I just, I, I felt for him in the moment. I had some empathy where he said, I would have liked to tell y'all first. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a tough decision. I think everyone, you know, regardless of how they find out, I think people need to just be respectful of, of everyone's decision because you don't know. Because I, I, I've seen a lot of people get blown out where they're athletes. They're not as susceptible to certain things. Yeah. But they have families too. And their families may have conditions or their kids, et cetera. Yeah. So they, it's like you need to, you need to be That's respectful right. for, of, of anyone's decision to play or not to play during this time. A hundred percent agree, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Let's move back to tech. Uh, so Zoom, we mentioned this on Friday with, uh, mm-hmm. with John Nicholson and the Financial Friday. Their uh, their earnings were today. Uh, they reported Q two earnings, Q two revenue of six hundred and sixty three and a half million, up. You want to give me a percentage? You think it might be year over year from previous year? What was the number? Six hundred and sixty three and a half million is what they did I'm, in Q two. Okay, year over year. I mean, what do you think they did? I mean, it's got to be big. It's got to be triple. So I'm gonna say one fifty. 355%. What? <laughs> Up 355%. 355%? Did they do no revenue before? Uh, well, I mean, they, they did that much less, but that that's wow. incredible though. Yeah. Good for them. Yep. They beat uh, analysts' um, expectations by over $100 million for the quarter. So oh, good well. on you, Zoom. <laughs> good I'll luck with you. your next quarter. Those analyst expectations are going up. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's right. As anybody knows uh, in the tech world, if you do good, you are held to a new standard. So you're as good as your latest quarter. Man, that's crazy. But, you know, good for them. I mean, honestly, I I do like to see uh, companies succeed and, you know, their mission of what they're trying to do, especially, you know, something that's been so critical. I mean, heck, I was on Zoom sessions for probably four hours today, maybe five. So, yeah. 
All right. Uh, what else? We So we also talked about Apple and Tesla stocks on... Uh, no, I don't know that we talked about Apple. I think it was maybe mentioned that they were both going to split on Monday. And that was yeah, I don't know how we got split. to the topic, but we definitely mentioned it. Yeah. And <laughs> right on cue, you warned them. John warned them. I warned them. John Tyler warned, warned them. them. Yeah. You were warned, people. Just because... Well, I, I specifically remember, I guess, Tyler and John getting into a... Just because the stock splits, like... The the valuation should stay the same, but droves of people went out and bought stock because yep, I guess it's cheaper now. Because it was cheaper. So they're going to buy some? That doesn't mean that it's... It's uh, crazy. I, I know. It's it's absolutely insane. People don't con- consider the, the weight of the shares in any way, shape, or form. They just see the name of the entity, the dollar value of the individual share compared to what it was at one point in time, right. and then they buy it, and then the valuation just... It just skyrockets overnight it's and uh it's the thing is is this is usually what happens and yeah. it's just if if you would just listen to the tech breakfast podcast you would know right to watch and out because of things. that because of tesla stock splitting uh elon jumped zuck in uh in in, in worth net worth oh that's disappointing to me just that's because hilarious. obviously we're lookalikes and uh <laughs> You know, I I was kind of riding riding his coattails uh, on the success whenever I go places, and people would look and be like, "Is is that him? Is that yeah. Zuck?" Yeah. And of course, I would answer yes. So, but that's okay. I'm sure that uh, Facebook will steal some data at some point in time and get a lot more money. So, all right. What else fine. did we not touch on? What else we got? Otherwise, let's Ooh, shut this bad boy down. I don't think I have anything else to add on today. I think that was probably. All the good stuff. Although I will say that if uh, if anyone doesn't know and they're big fans of it, um, Microsoft's new flight simulator has been out for a little while now, and people love it. Uh, it's been quite a while since they released one of those, and we're seeing people that are apparently uh, taking flights to places that they wanted to go to and, and just couldn't and just wanting to experience the plane ride. <laughs> I guess the pandemic is, is driving some people insane. But uh, if you're if you're really itching, to get on an airplane and and fly said airplane uh, across the world, flight simulator is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I saw a, uh, there was an article last week that mentioned how um, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Joysticks they're sold out everywhere. I believe or, it. it it's kind of like the webcam issue that we yeah. had at the beginning of all this. I think That's joysticks right. are experiencing the exact same thing because of flight simulator. Yeah, dude. So I bought my Logitech Zone Wireless about maybe two months before the news even broke about mm-hmm. COVID-19. This was like, I don't know, October, November, something like that of last year. And deal on Amazon, it was like 98 bucks or something. And mm-hmm. then somebody asked me after COVID happened, they said, which ones you get? And I said, this one got on Amazon. Great deal. $225 for the exact same. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the COVID effect. Um, something called supply demand. I don't know. I read about it. I'm pretty sure Tyler said something about it at one point yeah. in time. All right. Uh, That's nuts. Well, dude, shut it down for us. And then I'm going to uh, edit this and post it. Sure. Sounds good. Well, that'll bring us to the end of another tech breakfast podcast. Thanks for joining. Oh, wait, I was going to, what is it that you wanted us to do at the end of these? Oh yeah. No, I was thinking it would be awfully kind of y'all if you would go into your app. However, you can, some apps allow you to rate the podcast, but if you give us some stars, you know, anywhere from one to five and maybe throw in some comments about how we do, that would be awesome. Sweet. 
You just want me to repeat that or you want to go with what you just said? <laughs> we can go with what I just said. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great morning. All right. Yep. Have a good one. Bye. Later.